This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Andy Grant, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He's known as the King of Authenticity, and he's the host of a podcast called Real Men Feel. So he's been helping men for over a decade as a best-selling author, award-winning speaker, transformational energy coach, healer, and suicide prevention activist. He holds certificates in positive psychology, the Awakened Coaching System, Akasic, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, records, uh, life activation, and other leadership programs and energy work modalities. You can explore working together with him, and uh, we'll discover more about how that works in just a moment. Uh, he's the founder of what's known as Real Men Feel, which is a movement encouraging men to come out of the emotional closet. And he's been producing and hosting his show since February of 2016. So already, he has exceeded every single statistic I'm aware of about podcast longevity, telling you that this is something you may want to tune into. Uh, a little bit more about him. is a survivor of multiple suicide attempts. And he knows how low we as human beings can feel. And he's committed to helping people realize how magnificent life is meant to be. So there's we're going to explore that a little bit, actually, in our very first question. But for now, Andy Grant, welcome aboard. It is my pleasure to be here. And, and I share your feeling of honor. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's continue from where I left off there. And tell us a bit about how the work you do makes the world a better place for your clients, your customers, and the community at large. So I make the world a better place by working with people one at a time, making okay. each individual I come into contact with better, and they create uh, that, that betterness, that up-leveling throughout their world. I help clients clear their wounds, heal their scars, and embrace their authentic selves. I help men stop living this facade of masculinity that says, I'm fine, I've got it all figured out, and I don't need uh -huh. anybody's help. That, that's the big lie that so many men are living. Tell me about it. And uh, you know, I've done a lot of study, uh, things like inherited traumas, resonance repatterning, and some of the other things that illustrate how we behave the way we do. If you have a spouse or a significant other or even a friend, and you find yourself having conflicts, challenges in that relationship, there's a very good chance that exact same conflict or argument happened between your great-grandparents, who you never yeah. met. Yeah. So because yeah. of all the subtleties that get passed down. And my own interest and my own genealogy has led me to 
explore further some of the personalities involved. And it's been quite eye-opening. Uh, like, uh, and, you know, just, you know, one little thing. And if any of my family are tuning into this, they've already heard me say it, so I'm not telling any, I'm not telling any dark secrets. There are parts of the family that tell me, uh, that, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's really just a couple of us left. And then uh, there's, and then I hear that and I think, but yeah, but I have 20 cousins. How are there just a couple of us left? And some of those cousins have grandchildren. There's a lot of us left. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of how you're viewing the definition of family. And because uh, we all have a mother and a father or two parents or what, however you want to define that. And so we have these trees that branch down and become us. We are not just what one parent says we are or believes we are because they themselves have patterns and resonances come down through the generations, and we're mixes of that. And and the reason I bring this up is it often leads to conflicts just because you have so many ingredients going into the mix. And as men, what we often hear is, well, we just got to get over that. Or we dealt with that a long time ago. No, you didn't. It's one of the most common ways that humans have of dealing with traumas is to repress it. And sometimes these traumas, even things that happened when we were seven or eight years old, come back 40 years later as a result of some unrelated thing that recently happened and just boomerang. Right. Yeah. I, get I, over I, it, get I, over yeah, it I, means I, ignore it. That's what people are yeah. telling you to do. Yeah. Yep. And, all, and, and what you're most likely to do is end up passing it down to the next generation if you have mm-hmm. children. Yeah, so uh, you know, all this is great, but what is it you do so that people understand what how you do your services and your offers? Yep. So I'm an energy coach and healer. I work one on one with people with a variety of energetic and spiritual tools. Some of them go back thousands of years. Uh, it could be uh, the Akashic records, uh, using intuition. But I can I've been trained to read the energy of a person, a situation, and instead of listening to their story, I can actually see images and pictures, and I guide people, walk them through how to clear the energy, how to how to stop carrying you know, the the wounds from from generations before, how to live their authentic life here and now. I have some in-person modalities that literally put more light into your body and can enhance and up-level your connection to your higher self, your, your gifts, your intuitive abilities, and, and clear away all the kind of energetic crud that you're talking about, other people's energies, belief systems, yep. and judgments that, that you inherited, and you don't even realize it. Yeah. So what are three of the most frequently asked questions you hear from folks who are discovering more about you? So often... People hear me through the podcast or somewhere I speak and I tell about my experience uh, with, with years of, of suicide attempts and depression, yeah. and they'll, they'll really uh, unleash everything. They'll just tell me things that they've never admitted to anybody else. They, they, I, uh-huh. There's a feeling of safety, and then they'll go, am I beyond help? And that seems to be the – when uh-huh. someone's ready for help, they really fear that they, they, they're, they're, they're hopeless. They feel helpless, and that's really such a common thing, and everybody can be helped. Everybody's worthy of help. Uh, another big thing is – you know. How does it work? When I start talking about energy work and spirituality, it's like, well, how? Then people want so many people want to think their problems. They try to think their emotions. We need to drop the, our energy into our hearts and feel what is happening. Not not just yeah. try to be logical, not just cause and effect. It's really trust your experiences. And that's how it works. I always say that energy work is much better experienced than it is explained. And yeah. all the work I do with people, I say, if, if 10 minutes into this, you just think it's nonsense, well, stop. You get a full refund. Like, I don't, I'm not here to force anything on anybody, but it, it's an invitation to try something new. <sighs> and another one is often, 
do I need to believe something? Like, is there some sort of dogma? Like, no, you just, I believe enough to do the work for you. And then you'll believe in the results. That's really what happens. Yeah. Uh, let me just, I'll share briefly for just one minute. And this is part of the reason why I was so excited to bring you onto Brilliance Plus Passion in particular, because I know, know some of the work you do. Uh, statistically, you think about what percentage of the population has attempted suicide before. So I get a lot of curious questions when I reveal I'm one of them. It's not something I discuss, uh, but yeah, uh, myself, and I've also found that when I drop that little bomb every once in a while, how many, how many other people say, yeah, me too. Right. People you would least suspect of ever having been in that place. It's like, wow, it looks like they've had the perfect life. They seem so well-adjusted. Yeah, you can have a great life, and you can be well-adjusted, and you can have other things going on. That's, yeah. There's that. And then something I deal with practically is trypanophobia, the fear of needles. Uh, There's another one they say, come on, man, you just got to be a man. It's just a needle. <sighs> okay. Uh, you, do you think that when somebody springs on me that they want to draw blood, that me immediately seeing my vision turn white and going into panic and breaking out in a cold sweat and trying to be somewhere where I'm not going to bang my head because I know I'm about to faint? Do you think I just manufacture that? I mean, this com- this is this comes on instantaneously. There's no build up to it. It's like you go straight from mellow to <laughs> it's it's not something you just be an adult about, whatever the hell that means. And that's another thing that comes from from traumas. And part of those traumas, unfortunately, that message that people get, and it's particularly men, I've discovered, is come on, you got to be a man. Uh, you have people say to ten year old boys, they say. You know, you're becoming a man now. You got to stop being such a wuss about this. Take the damn shot and stop being such a baby. Yeah, that, that okay? be a that man is, is code. Is, it, yeah, it's not. It means is trauma, right? It's telling you don't be a human being. Yeah, right. It's like men are not human, and the, the secret behind real men feel is like, yeah, we remind men that they're human beings. Yeah, that that, that that's what I have to tell people when I get in a situation. They say, well, you got to come on. You're 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 forty some years old. Uh, you're, you're you're a man. Say like, yes, I am a man. And uh, me having a reaction to something caused by a trigger that I understand, uh, actually, because I've done exercises to find out where the source of the trauma on that is, even understanding it doesn't make it go away. However, I do have coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is if it's something like uh, you know getting blood drawn or getting you know, a vaccination, big deal. And there's been articles written about the, the challenges between trypanophobia and vaccinations these days. Uh, if I know a week in advance, I can mentally prepare myself so I can get through it without too much difficulty. Yeah. The other thing is, is, uh, is when you have a, a patient in a medical situation who has trypanophobia, when you're able to structure the experience to make them feel like they're in control. This is why when I go to the dentist, I have no problem with them sit, injecting in the, the septicane. There's a real simple reason why. Dentists know if they stick the needle in, and they mess something up or you have a reaction, that could be your teeth going through their finger. They're going to make damn sure you're comfortable before that needle goes in. So that's why I've never had problems with dentists because they always check with me to make sure it's an okay, it's a go zone. And I don't even, I don't feel queasy. I don't feel worried. Nothing blacks out. No sweat or anything. In fact, all I feel is a little pinch. It's because of the situation and how I'm given a sense of control. Yeah. And one of your coping mechanisms was not, be a man. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's nonsense. Right. Exactly. So what we want to do now is we want to kind of speed this up a little bit, and we're so going to go into a bit of a lightning round thing. But there's one question I need to come back to before we do that. Um, three questions you wish people would ask you. What I wish people would ask, a lot of people ask about money whenever they're investing something, or you know, I encourage people to see an investment in themselves. But the real thing is, what's the cost if I continue down the path I'm on? Yeah. Um, another one is, especially for men, we're not given much time to really think and dream. It's all like, be realistic and, you know, what are the facts? So yeah. casting aside all limitations, what do you truly want out of life? Take time to sit with that, see what bubbles up. And, yeah. and third, uh, I, this I discovered importantly in my life too, but uh, would I rather be right or be happy? Sometimes you can be both. But when I was depressed and young and suicidal, I thought being right was the most important thing. Over the years, I decided, you know what? I would much rather be happy, and that makes for a much more joyous life. To me, being happy is being right, but that's a whole separate <laughs> conversation. So now we get to, to the fun part, the last few minutes of these, where we get to you know, play with things a little bit. One of which is, tell us something that people who know you would be surprised to find out about you. Yeah, th this is tough because you know i'm all about being authentic vulnerable yeah. i've been on hundreds of podcasts radio shows tv shows over the years so something that people that know me don't even know i, I don't think i've ever talked about this much um in my mid-20s I, I my hair was going thin like even in college so in my yep. mid-20s i wore a toupee uh-huh didn't last long because i felt even faker wearing it but yeah i was i was uh you know the old size spurling i'm not just the president yeah See, no hats, man. No hats, yeah. no toupees now. <laughs> I just li I really like wearing a hat. And I always hated my hair. I actually have fu a full growth of hair, and it's very thick. I always hated it. So a year ago, I thought, let's find out if there's any weird marks under there. The worst case is <laughs> it's going to be two more weeks before I can leave the place again. It'll have time to grow in. I found I really like it. And I've always really liked wearing a hat. <laughs> but I would be reticent about wearing hats when I had a lot of hair because it would mess up the hair. Now I get to enjoy wearing a hat. I love wearing a hat. Beautiful. And that's been one of the beautiful side effects of this. But yeah, to your point, uh, yeah, you tried to hide it with the toupee, probably because of societal standards that uh, men with hair are sexier. Well, how do you explain Jason Statham or Ben Diesel? Or, well, that's Bruce, all now. or, or Bruce Willis? Yeah. Well, that's today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, used yeah, to have, so, I had really long hair in college, and my nickname was Metal, so hair was really <laughs> part of my identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so if you could go back in time and change one thing that you've done or one thing you've experienced, I know this may be an interesting question for you. What would it be and why? Yeah, this is, I've been asked this before, and with a history of abuse and suicide attempts, a lot of people think there must be a lot of things I would change, but I like me today. I re and that's not something that I could always say. So I wouldn't dare change a thing because it all helped to get me to be where I am today. And, and I wouldn't risk changing any of that. That's fantastic. I like to hear that. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if so, what questions would you have for them? So the, the lineage I'm part of, the, the thousands of years of tools go back. They were created by King Solomon, um, uh -huh. the wise King Solomon in the Bible. So I would love to talk to him and ask what he thinks people today really need to know. Wow. As somebody who has dealt with tough times and challenges, what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you face them? I know that silence kills men. When yeah. I was depressed, when I was suicidal, I kept it in. I did not share. I kept it all to myself. I've since realized that anytime I'm going through challenges, if I can find a way to share it, to speak of it, to bring it into the light, uh -huh. 
it's always rewarded with other, as you said, guys saying me too. I, I, I get thanked. I get appreciated. I get loved because I'm going to share my pain. So that's what inspires me. If anytime I hit pockets, I know I'm feeling this because I'm supposed to share it. And then yep. that, that dissipates. And, 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 and sometimes, and this is where we as podcasters have the ability to make a difference for our community market and audience is to become the voice. One other quick thing comes to me is a friend of mine and his wife wrote a book about their own daughter who committed suicide and uh, the whole experience around that. And they were on a call with about 20 other people, and I was one of them, and they shared the story of what the book was about and everything. And it was a big surprise to them to find out that 80 of the other people on the call revealed that they themselves had tried it once or twice or three yeah. times. Yeah, horribly common. And it doesn't yeah. mean you're mentally ill. It means you're a human. Yeah, some, yeah in some cases, uh, and you're the subject matter expert on it, so I'm sure you heard this before. In some cases, the suicidal ideation is driven by one thing out of many that's going on with your life that has just become so overwhelming. That's how it was for me. I had a lot of things going for me when I got to that place. It's just, there was this one thing you was just overriding and overwhelming me that actually involved two people. Uh, and the actual solution was to remove those two people from my life. But that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah. It's the, the solution is never remove you from your life. Yes, exactly. I love that solutions never remove you from your life. So Anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, before I reveal, because I know there's a li link you want our listeners to click on, in general, right now, what is one action you want people to take after listening to this episode? Well, especially coming out of the pandemic, I really, you know, humans long for connection and touch. Hug somebody and tell them that you love them. And if due to whatever circumstances that has to be you, like, mm -hmm. do it. Give Wrap your arms around yourself and say, I love you and mean it. That's great. So thank you so much for joining us today. Now, before you go, uh, I know there's something, as I said, that you want to, folks to do. So the answer to that question is to visit your website, which is www.thethandygrant.com. If you're watching the video version of this, it just appeared on your screen. If you visit our website at brilliancepluspassion.com and view this episode, you'll see it in the show notes. And what's happening here is you can get a taste of energy work with Andy by visiting the site and then clicking on Get Guided Meditations. So that's what you want to do, www.theandygrant.com and click that Get Guided Meditations session. Uh, if you, Particularly if you're a man who's finding yourself in a situation where you're trying to find more expression for that phrase, I'm a man. Uh, this might be a great place for you to start. And I really encourage you to take Andy up on this because I know he only has so much bandwidth to do these. And he is very genuine about this offer, so go do it. And with that, Andy Grant, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and not only an education, but a, a, a very powerful and empowering commiseration. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,